Even billionaires need a good credit score, but why? Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eric Powers, owner and certified financial planner at Sky Blue Wealth. Glad to have you back for another podcast episode where we cover all things financial and try to smooth your road for retirement. Now, we've got a great show today talking about credit scores, and this is key. Your credit score matters whether you're 35 or 65. We'll dig into the details of why and how it affects Americans regardless of age or income or how much money you've saved up already. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, I'd love if you subscribe to the show. It's free. So just tap that follow button on your podcast player. And thank you to all of our subscribers who take the time to listen on a regular basis. So you would not believe what a huge topic credit score is in general. Massive searches every month for any and all angles on this topic. See, people want to know what a good credit score is and how to build it up, of course. But also, they want to know what the max score is so that they can aim for that. It's like they've made it into a competition, you know? Which is not a bad thing, even if you don't believe in taking on debt. The reason? Having a great credit score cannot hurt. It doesn't mean you have to run out today and buy a Tesla just because you can get a better interest rate than somebody with a lower credit score. It just means you have options, as long as you're the discipline type and aren't going to make bad choices just because of the higher credit score. Now, one of the big shocks for retirees is how their credit score drops. They don't feel like they've done anything wrong, and they feel good about their situation if they're retiring with a nice nest egg. They should feel good, but the thing is, with credit scores, it's a system. And when you stop engaging with the system, you kind of get removed from the benefits. You see, when people hit a certain age, if fortunate, they've paid down most of their debt and started paying cash for many things, including their vehicles. So they're using less credit, so they're registering for fewer positive signals to these credit scoring agencies like Equifax and TransUnion. There's no nice employee named Betty at these companies who's manually fixing your credit score. There's no human decision in this thing at all. It's just a system that checks to see if you're doing the things the way the system likes things being done. As an example, making on-time payments or not maxing out your credit cards, keeping financial accounts for long periods of time, that kind of thing. Once a couple starts paying cash and cutting up all of the credit cards, those credit agencies notice. It doesn't matter if you have $5 million in your retirement account or $10,000 in cash sitting in the freezer. The bottom line is this. To keep your credit score high, you have to continue using credit, which is not hard to do. You can simply keep doing things as you have in the past, even though you don't need to use the credit cards and you don't need to borrow money in order to get a new F-150. You keep using credit to keep your score intact if your goal is to have high credit scores forever. And we'll talk about all the reasons why you want to do that, even if you never have to borrow a dime again. An analogy that I use with clients frequently is a locomotive engine that is fed and powered by coal. A locomotive engine isn't going anywhere unless it has its fuel. The locomotive engine in this example, of course, is your credit. You do enough of the right things, eventually it'll get started and it'll start to move. Now that's not enough. You have to keep on shoveling at coal. You have to keep doing good things, using credit, paying credit off, getting that cycle in motion. Before you know it, it's humming right along and you've got good credit and good credit and good credit. And then if you do something really bad and go bankrupt, you derail your train. So that's the analogy that I use and it sometimes resonates with people. Okay, most people know that a low credit score impacts insurance costs. 
it can cause your car insurance and your home insurance to have a higher price tag. The reason? People with lower scores are seen as higher risks for insurers. And the same concept as a credit card company charging higher APR for those with lower credit scores. There's just more risk of non-payment. Oh, and I'll cover some interesting statistics on credit scores next and a few ways to keep your score high. But first, did you know employers can pull your credit report? Often in the financial industry, it's pretty common, but these employers must ask your permission first. But as you can imagine, turning down the request is like knocking you out of the running for that job. And yes, for retirees, this still matters because so many people go back to work in their golden years due to boredom or financial needs or whatnot. Another reason to always work on your credit score is that utility companies and internet service providers can check your report for new signups. Satellite companies too, for some reason, even government agencies can take a peek at your credit report for subpoenas or court orders. I know it's weird, but it happens. Plus, those seeking government assistance are subject to a credit check. Now, what if you decide to relocate during retirement and rent a place? Either because you don't want to keep up the home ownership anymore, or you just want to check out a new area for a while. Property management companies and landlords love to pull credit reports to be sure that you'll pay on time and not pull a midnight move out. Even assisted care facilities can check out credit scores for applicants. See, credit scores matter in many areas of life, even when you aren't borrowing money. It's pretty eye-opening for so many seniors to think about. Now, like our locomotive engine, a credit score can fall fairly fast if you're not paying attention. It takes years to build up a great score, and it'll take time to build it back up if it slips or gets knocked down. Say if you close a couple of savings or checking accounts and cancel one of your credit cards and you do it all at once. So like everything in finance, make your decisions slowly and consider all of the angles before making big changes. Even seemingly positive changes like paying off your car or avoiding credit cards like the plague can have unintended consequences. Now let's look at a few statistics on credit scores right quick. Six out of 10 Americans have a 700 or above score. A good score like that is helpful because a 2020 survey suggested that individuals who take out an auto loan of about $25,000 with a fair credit score, that is, could pay up to $3,847 more interest than a person with very good credit score on that same loan. Ouch, to say the least. The same effect happens with student loans to folks, not just cars. All right, get this. 21 million Americans had credit history that's gone stale or is insufficient to produce a score. That's 21 million Americans. The most recent average score is 716. That's from FICO in 2022. Okay, last stat, a fun fact for Trivia Night, I guess. The Villages, an adult community in Florida, had the highest average FICO score of American cities at 785. That is stellar. Now for how to keep your score high or improve a lackluster score. According to a CNBC report, payment history is the most important factor in calculating your credit score. It makes up 35% of the formula. Again, it takes time to register on-time payments once you've let your credit go stale if you don't need to make monthly payments, which is a real catch-22. The next way to keep a shiny credit report is have high limits and low usage. In other words, have high available credit but don't use it very much or to its fullest capacity. CNBC advises using credit utilization below 10%, but not down to 0%.
That number is the threshold FICO high achievers sustain in order to keep their score above 750. So if you have a $50,000 credit limit, you wanna keep a utilization rate of about 5,000 or less, but not zero. I wanna stress here that if you're totally into being debt-free, I get it and I won't fight you on it. The point that I'm making is that a high credit score impacts more than your ability to borrow money at decent rates and many retirees don't think about that until it's too late. A friend of mine said that his grandfather got mad when Sears wouldn't do a 0% finance deal on a new fridge because his credit score dropped after he had stopped using credit for all of his purchases a decade earlier. So he went home, got $2,100 out of the freezer, and bought the new fridge. Not at Sears, though. Okay, next factor that affects your credit rating is credit history. So closing credit card accounts you've had for 20 years can cause a quick dip. And you can't just open up another couple of cards since it takes time to build history naturally. And according to this report, this is key. If you already have a credit card that's 10 years old and open up a new one today, your average credit history is halved from 10 to five years. So lots of devils in the details of this credit system, right? Another thing with opening a new credit account is your score will actually fall a little when a hard credit inquiry is made. It's a temporary drop, but you can avoid it altogether if you shop pre-qualified offers. Last little factor is a credit mix. What types of loans you have? Is it revolving, car loans, mortgage, or a line at the casino credit? Kidding on that last one, I'm certain credit agencies don't look at casino credit as a positive signal of anything. Let's get back to it. It's pretty clear to me that this whole credit scoring system can be managed as long as you track it and as long as you know what makes a difference. Same as what you do with your overall finances. Pay attention and you're less likely to get sideswiped with costly surprises, but sometimes you don't know what surprises are even possible. And that's just another reason to do a regular financial review. You and your partner and your financial advisor. As always, if you don't have a solid advisor, I would love to be your go-to. You can find my contact information in the show notes and schedule an appointment. I'm a certified financial planner with the unique capacity to also tackle tax minimization strategies that other advisors cannot. So give me a call today. And now let's do a quick recap on today's episode. And I've got one more interesting fact for you at the end. So to recap, credit scores are part of life. And though many Americans choose to leave that part of life behind them when they reach a certain age or achieve financial success, there are downsides to this. If you choose to let your credit go stale, you can end up still paying more for certain things like insurance or even get knocked out of the chance to rent a condo in a new city or a state. So the best way to keep your credit score high is to keep using credit and using it responsibly, but also to game the system with the best practices. One example we had was keeping the optimal balance between your credit limit and how much of that limit you utilize. The other example was how adding a new credit card can hurt your score if it cuts down your average credit history length. All right, one last credit fact. Credit card balances increased by 13.2% from the fall of 21 to the fall of 22. And one more fact, since it's important to so many people, the minimum credit score you'd ideally need to buy a home is 620. And I looked at three different national mortgage lenders. All three suggested that's the number. So that'll do it, folks. Another episode is in the books. Thanks for joining us today, as always. 
And please take 10 seconds to leave a review on Apple or Spotify. We sure appreciate it. You guys have a great rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.